Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hey ladies, Dr. Fiona Lovely here. This is the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. How's everybody doing? Like this whole back to school thing and people are back to work uh, far more than they were in the summer and earlier this year and talking about additional lockdowns and all of this and it gets a bit overwhelming. So I hope you are in your happy place. I hope you are not uh, feeling uh, the additional stress of some and I hope you are just... Oh my God, stay away from the news. Like the news is so unhealthy right now. It's literally somebody else's agenda of what this should be going on. So um, if you're listening to my voice now, chances are you've chosen to educate yourself over listening to some garbage on the news. (laughs) So let's see if I can bring you something juicy today. So before I get too much further, just a word from our sponsor for the podcast today, Rosebud Woman. Hey guys, you know I love great products, especially clean, ethical, high-performing products. Have you heard of Rosebud Woman? A female-led, family-run company that creates intimate care products for all stages of a woman's life. Think gorgeous products for delicate vulvar and vaginal skin. Using the purest plant-based organic ingredients, Rosebud Woman makes moisturizers, soothing balms, lotions, oils, and more for sensual self-care. In case you aren't sure where to start, I personally adore the Honor Everyday Balm for Delicate Vulvar Skin. It's nourishing, dryness and irritation solution without hormones, which means you can use it any time. Available online at rosewoman.com, that's rosewoman.com, or at spas and luxury retailers nationwide. Use the code Dr. Lovely for 10% off your order. It's case sensitive, guys, so it's capital D, capital L, exclusively for my podcast listeners. Okay, so I thought it was uh, high time to do another um, listener frequently asked questions or Q&A with the doctor, which I do these on Facebook Lives as well. So if you guys haven't joined the podcast page, it's when you're in Facebook, it's at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast. And quite often I'm doing um, uh, videos and I can answer your questions live if you've got them or even afterwards if you put them in the comments. Okay, so one of the things I get asked about quite often is what vitamins and supplements I take every day. So I thought I would give you a little bit of information about that. And keep in mind, this is for me and my own health and um, some of the concerns that I have had. And it's going to be different for you. And certainly ask your um, natural medicine or functional medicine practitioner if these supplements are okay for you before you take them. Okay, so I take uh, vitamin C. I take vitamin D. I take vitamin A. I take, um, the C is in, um, um, 
is in a, a fizzy drink form, like um, emergency, something like that is fine. I also take a vitamin C supplement. Ascorbic acid is what you're looking for. Vitamin D, I take in a liquid product. Liquid's really important for vitamin D because it's it just bypasses the digestive system and gets absorbed through the mucous membranes for the most part. And if we're in North America... You should be taking 5,000 international units a day, which if it's liquid, it's likely five drops. Uh, vitamin A is really helpful. I take a liquid form of that. That's helpful for cellular membranes, which turns out is really an important factor in immunity, which lots of people are asking about right now. I take a, um, a methylated B complex, and I also take additional B12 liquid. Um, that's because I have in the past had anemia or um, low iron, low ferritin, and uh, B12 is one of those things that often gets missed if, some, if a woman is anemic. Uh, and it, what it does is it um, helps with the formation of the red blood cells. So if your doctor has you on an iron product, great. Um, please refer to the earlier podcast from this year uh, called Are You Anemic? I think it's episode 67, 66, maybe 65, somewhere in there. And um, I talk all about this, but B12 liquid, super important. Okay, I take magnesium glycinate at night. Uh, that helps me sleep. I take it right before bed. At that same time, I also take NAC or N-acetylcysteine. So that is an antioxidant or it's a detoxifier. Um it's the precursor for glutathione. Lots of people talk about glutathione, which is the master detoxifier for humans. Um, I found that the glutathione is just a little harsh for me, so I take the precursor, which is the NAC, and that seems to work well for me. Uh, sometimes I take liver support with that. Uh, sometimes I'll take an adrenal support in the morning. Um, I've got a few different varieties of that, just depending on what kind of stress I'm managing. Again, your natural practitioner is going to be best able to tell you which of these supplements is right for you, but certainly when it comes to adrenal uh, stress and adrenal support, I take an omega fat every day. So it's a combination of DHA and EPA. So that would be like plant-based omegas plus fish-based omegas. I take a couple of different probiotics. So I've got an overall probiotic that I take. I take a vaginal microbiome probiotic uh, for women's health. I also take a Saccharomyces boulardii for gut health. And, um, and then I also will take, um, <clears throat> excuse me, an iron supplement with an uh, hydrochloric acid and betaine supplement. Um, the hydrochloric acid helps the uh, iron be absorbed. Um, that one needs to be taken by itself with a meal. So those two together with a meal. And I take that not every day anymore because my uh, my uh, blood levels are, are good now. My iron levels are good, but sort of preventative because I am still cycling. So, um, and that's typically when you'll see women with low iron is um, if they're still bleeding and certainly bleeding heavily, although that wasn't the case. That's not the case for me. Um, <clears throat> but Regardless, uh, it was more connected to gluten intolerance for me. Interesting, hey? So gut uh, health is very much connected to where iron sits for you. And obviously, that is a blood blood testing. You need to have the uh, the panels that will show you 
what's going on with your iron levels, uh, hemoglobin, ferritin, um, and then B12, a number of other things that you want to look at for that. So that's what I take. And then there's like, sometimes I throw in a few things here and there, just depending on uh, what I need. But uh, my husband reminded me today, as we placed a supplement order, he's like, dude, we take a lot of supplements. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I think we do. <laughs> the truth is our food even though we eat a natural food diet, doesn't always give us what we need. We take a greens product, we take a um, nitric oxide product as well for cardiovascular health and brain health. Anyways, that's kind of an overall, um, and uh, ask your provider what's going to be the right supplements for you. Remember, when you're asking that question, make sure you're asking it of somebody who's actually done some nutritional training. Um, Again, it's it's a bit like taking your Maserati to the Ford dealership and asking your Ford um, mechanic if they can fix the Maserati. Well, you know, they, they, they know four wheels, four doors, maybe two doors, motor. Yes, we can fix it. You're asking someone uh, who doesn't have any nutritional training about supplements, you're taking your Maserati to the Ford dealership. <laughs> okay, so um, I do still get lots of questions about the implanted IUD with hormones. And it seems that that's still being used a lot for women who are heavy bleeding and perimenopause. And I'm here to tell you that the hormone that is used in that particular product uh, which is a synthetic progesterone, is just a troublemaker. Like, basically, it works really well for preventing pregnancy, and it's troublesome for essentially everything else. So if you have one, and you have autoimmunity, or you have adrenal fatigue, or, or you've got a thyroid misfunction, uh, misfiring, or you've got brain fog, or um, any kind of hormonal chaos, you need to blame the implant, okay? I've seen it enough times to know I really don't feel like it's a great option for women, full stop. So there is also a, uh, for birth control, this is typically used for um, uh, younger women in their uh, teens and 20s and 30s, which is a shot, the Depo shot, which has the same synthetic progesterone in it, causes the same problems. So... Um, I think I've been really clear on that, but I still get that question a lot. So if you're not sure, have it removed. Find another way to do birth control, and it is not a good option for management of perimenopausal symptoms. <laughs> I don't think I can be any clearer, right? Okay, so um, one of the other things that's come up recently is women asking about uh, alternative uh, options for breast screening. And um, certainly, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a fan of a gentle and loving breast massage done daily rather than a poke, poke, poke breast exam done in fear once a month. Okay, so love your girls. Give them a hug. Tell them they're safe. <laughs> And listen to the breast podcast if you're interested in more information on that. But um, <clears throat> there is a test called a breast thermogram. And basically what it is, is it is a heat sensitive photograph that is taken of your chest. 
uh, in a particular environment and uh, the room has to be a certain temperature and what it will do it's the 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 thermography is read by a radiologist and the radiologist is looking for hot spots because cancer is a metabolically expensive uh, process and which means it will make heat and um, that's something you can see on those temperature sensitive photographs so rather than a mammogram which is shooting radiation into radiation sensitive cells yes that's exactly what it does take a moment for the stupidity of that who came up with that <laughs> you can't tell me you couldn't have come up with something better <laughs> anyways so what i'm saying is if you're high risk then uh, you need to talk to your doctor about whether the mammogram is still the right option for you, but likely it is because it is the gold standard in medicine for uh, assessing the breast for cancer. However, if you are um, not high risk, you are just having your yearly or every two years or every five years screening for health, go with a thermogram first. And if you Google breast thermography, in your area, you should find uh, a link to someone who's doing it. Typically what happens is the thermo uh, thermographers travel um, and they will uh, book appointments in a naturopathic clinic or a chiropractic clinic or a medical clinic, you know, once or twice a month and then they move around. So what you end up doing is booking. Now, um, I have not yet seen this be covered by insurance, so it's an out-of-pocket expense. But when you think about the risk to your girls, I think it's a good expense, a good investment in your health. So breast thermography. You can also have thermograms done for your thyroid and for overall body. And, and I know patients that do that once a year just to see if anything looks like it's uh, misbehaving. Okay, I get lots of questions about brain fog. And um, I think that it is really an epidemic for women. I think there are multiple factors, so let's talk about those a little bit. So first of all, the stress that we're experiencing this year can absolutely be uh, a trigger for brain fog, okay? Um, and as can the stress causing not enough sleep, which causes brain fog, okay? Those are pretty linear problems, you know? It's a matter of re reducing your stress response, getting a better night's sleep, okay? Chances are the stress um, in our world is not going away, but what we have control over is how we respond to it. And understand that stress response are thought-based. Guess what? Pick another thought. So you are in charge. And it's okay for you to not scare yourself into action. So if you're feeling stressed, take a look at what's causing you stress and say, can I have a, a kinder thought about this? So, um, and I think that can be a real game changer for women. So <clears throat> anyways, stress a big factor in brain fog. Uh, dysglycemia. And dysglycemia is sort of an umbrella term that talks about women who are having, or anybody for that matter, who is having a difficult time regulating the glucose levels in the system. Now that's not just diabetics, but it can be. It includes uh, those, of, those of us that are insulin resistant, 
those of us that are hypoglycemic or that the blood sugar tends to drop if you haven't eaten. Um, there's a number of factors, but also if you're just eating a crap diet or you're super carby with your diet, and again, that's one of the ways we manage stress, so no judgment, just love, just information, um, is that you have these high swings of sugar, so your system gets it, your brain, so that's the exclusive fuel for the brain, um, gets a huge burst of sugar, and then there's a huge drop-off, and that drop-off and the swings up and down can cause really wreak havoc on the system, the brain in particular, and cause brain fog. So do what you need to to get your blood sugar correct. And if you haven't listened to the episode on, on intermittent fasting, please listen to it. That's one of the best things you can do to regulate blood glucose. Autoimmunity, like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or any number of autoimmune-related disorders that we can show up with throughout our lives, but certainly at perimenopause, can be a factor in brain fog as well. In fact, thyroid function overall is a really uh, good place to start investigating if you have brain fog. Here's the thing that's important about brain fog. If you've got it, it means that your nerves in your brain are degenerating, okay? Don't be afraid of that. What that means is you are in a window of time right now where you can rectify the situation that if left without treatment or amendment <clears throat> can go on to be the cause of brain-based disorders in our 70s and 80s, like Alzheimer's and dementia, Parkinson's as well. So... Don't be afraid of the brain fog. Look at it like the indicator light on your dashboard saying, okay, somebody needs to take a look at the system. Something's not working well. And there's lots of factors involved in that. But again, we have a window of time at perimenopause where the estrogen progesterone start to drop that we can amend that that actually will pretend, uh, uh, protect us potentially from these brain-based disorders later in life. And listen, this is uh, Alzheimer's is no joke. It's one in two of us. And by far, Alzheimer's affects women more than men because the caregivers for Alzheimer's patients tend to be women too. So this is a women's health issue. If you've got brain fog, lots you can do to help yourself with, with that. Um, and then the final thing I wanted to mention here is I do get a number of questions because people know I like clean products and I'm kind of obsessed with um, making sure what goes on my body is as clean as what goes in it. Um, so the Environmental Working Group has a great database that you can run your cosmetics, your hair products, um, your creams, etc., through, and it's uh, ewg.org slash skin deep, one word, skin deep, and then another slash at the end. So ewg environmental working group.org slash skin deep slash. So skin deep's one word. Okay, well, I hope I delivered some nuggets for you today. I hope there's something useful as always when it's time to do these uh, hormone. FAQ or Q&A sessions with the doctors. I, I go back through the messages you guys have sent me on Facebook and via email to know um, <clears throat> what 
it is you're looking for, what information I can be helpful with. So again, you can find me on my website, drlovely.com. You can find me on Facebook at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast on Facebook. And until next time, stay well, stay safe, stay healthy, be cool, change your mind about stress, and uh, hug somebody in your bubble because we're missing physical touch big time. So take care. I want to take a moment to give you the invitation to tell you about the community I've created just for you, the truth seeker. For years, you have asked me for more info, listened to the podcasts, asked for more insight, visited with the community on Facebook, and said, more truth bombs, please, Dr. Lovely. I'm really excited to have put together this program for you, for our community, and for the sisterhood. Darling, you aren't a problem to be fixed, nor are you a group of symptoms to be medicated at middle age. You need to know you are perfect. You need to be lifted up and supported by other women who know exactly what you feel like. Like the women in the tribe, gently guided and supported and informed by my work, I will be there with you and the others to learn to share, to laugh, and to love each other, because this is what we all need more of, especially now. Please accept my invitation. Have a look at drlovely.com, where you will find a banner on the homepage. I can't wait to see you and support you there. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.